That's about it right there. That's about it. Uh, this podcast is really important. In fact, if you haven't listened to one of these podcasts that I've ever done, or if you only wanted to listen to one, this is that one. We call this an episode of Rants with Tim, and I get frustrated sometimes because my job is to help people with their golf game. And I see so many people continue to make the same mistakes with and how they are practicing. And um, sometimes I get really frustrated. It, it, it pisses me off a little bit, if I'm being honest. But then I think about it and I'm like, well, who's the problem? The person practicing? Or is it the coaches that haven't put the information out there? So I got to take some of that responsibility on my shoulders to make sure that you have the information to be practicing the right way. So that's what we are doing today. All right, let's start with the problem. Player shows up at the range. They hit a ball, they whack a ball, they rake a ball, they hit a ball, they whack a ball, they rake a ball. They're just kind of in this autopilot mode where they're smacking ball after ball after ball, and it's fun, it's therapeutic, it feels good to just rip out a golf ball. But here's the thing, it's not productive. It's just not productive. It's not because without feedback, without observation, there's, there's no learning happening. There's no reflection. There's no dialogue. How are you going to get better if you are continuously doing the same thing over and over again? So here's how we should practice instead. Assuming this is a generic go to the range, hit golf shots kind of session. Show up, get your balls, pick out a target, okay? Maybe set an alignment rod down. Optional, but recommended. Alignment rod goes in between the ball and your feet as a parallel line to that target. That will help you align your body and your club face to the target. Whatever you're trying to do that day, hit that shot. In a perfect world, you try to visualize the shot you want to hit first. Do you see it drawing? Do you see it fading? How do you see it getting to that target? Work on this visualization thing because it becomes a really powerful concept as you start to see your shots. You can see them into existence, almost like a version of um, manifestation or whatever. You can see the shots into existence by planting that seed in your head. Okay, but here's where the important part happens. You hit that shot, okay? You don't just go rake another ball you reflect on that shot. What happened? Did you hit it thin? Did you hit it fat? Did it curve right? Did it curve left? Where was the low point in your golf swing? Was it behind the ball? Was it in front of the ball? Was it good or bad? What happened? Now, what you take away from that shot is let's say you sliced it to the right. Okay, I sliced that ball to the right, so what I know is that my club face was open on that shot. So what I'm going to do is step away from that ball and make some practice swings rehearsing the difference. So if I sliced it, I'm rehearsing a practice swing with a closed club face. I'm rehearsing the change. I am sending instructions to my body that I can try to replicate with the next shot. I sliced it, so I'm trying to close the club face. Essentially, I'm giving my body the instructions to hook the next shot. When you hit that next shot, we're going to start the process over. We're going to visualize the shot. We're going to go through our pre-shot routine. Maybe that's one or two practice swings. And then you step up to that ball 
you hit that shot. What happened? Reflect on it. Hold your finish while that ball is in the air. That's like a low-key thing that sounds so simple to do that if I went to a public range and just independently polled how many of these golfers are holding their finish till their ball hits the ground, I bet you it's 5%. 10% would be giving credit, probably more credit than credit is due. Hold your finish, then step back, reflect on the shot. What did it do? Did I hook it like I intended or did it curve to the right again? How was my contact? Was it fat, thin, or great? What happened there? This reflection process, this loop of analysis, shot, analysis, reflection, fix. Shot, analysis, reflection, fix. I wish there was a fancy acronym for that. There's a popular acronym in the business world called OODA, O-O-D-A, observe, orient, I think it's decide. Anyway, what I want you to do in golf is observe the shot, diagnose what happened, reflect on it, and then implement that change. This is a circular loop that if you are inside this loop, there is constantly learning happening. There is constantly, you're constantly working towards making a change, uh, learning your golf swing. If you go into the automatic bang balls, no reflection, you are simply hitting golf balls. You're not learning, you're not improving, you might be, you're doing nothing more than hitting balls. And here's the thing, if you're practicing great habits, awesome. You're probably honing in those great habits. That That's good for the half a percent of you that have great habits. And chances are, if you have great habits and a great golf swing, it was built through work. So you were already doing the things that I talked about. So then it's okay to just hit some balls because you're grooving a good thing. But at some point, there will be a hitch in your giddy up and you will need to break it down, go back to the process, hit a ball, reflect on it, what happened, decide what to do from there. This kind of practice is, I will call it SOP, Standard Operating Procedure. When you show up to the range and you're just generically going to hit some balls, this is what you do. To complement this, I would also say that you should have a skills and drills section to your practice. During that phase of practice, your ball flight is less important and you're honing in on whatever it is you're trying to accomplish with those skills and drills. So maybe you're learning how to move. Maybe you're learning how to hold your balance. Maybe you're learning a new, maybe you're getting your club more on plane. You're maybe, whatever it is, skills and drills are designed to help you feel and learn the golf swing or to make mechanical changes and to make those mechanical changes yours or to develop creativity or to develop feel. Skills and drills are very, very important. They should take up maybe 10 to 30% of your practice time, depending on where you're at in your learning curve. If you're implementing a mechanical change, you need to spend more time in the skills and drills area of practice. If you are in a good place and you're very happy with your mechanics and your creativity and your shot making, you can spend less time in the skills and drills category. The thing to take out of this podcast is you are a golfer who's not making progress. When you go to the range, you need to break out of the rhythm of practice that you've been in and start a new rhythm. And that rhythm is to observe, 
your golf shots, to learn from what happened, to diagnose what happened, to set a new course of action, and then to try to implement that new course of action. So every single time you hit a shot, you observe, you learn, you set a course of action, you try to implement that course of action. It's simple on paper, and, and most theory is simple on paper. In this case, it's truly in the details that when you show up, you need to make this part of your rhythm, your habits, and how you go through things to, to make progress. All right. Um, it sounds a little bit like a rant. It kind of is. It's because I want to see people make progress faster. Golf is a game that's already time-consuming. Chances are you're going to spend a good amount of time practicing or playing or spending time on the course and this is how you break the habit of you break the plateau you learn the things that are new to you by observing what went wrong having course of action and in this okay there there are times when you're not going to be able to accurately diagnose what happened that's where a golf coach can come in handy in more ways than one but specifically you're like oh i hit it thin i'm not sure why did i stand up did i just hit it thin did i whatever the dozen reasons could be that you could hit it thin uh, that's where a golf coach coach can help you sort through you know why did that happen here is your reason and then your job is to take that reason and really hammer it home and implement it a golf coach if you're working with one should really be like a partner in your golf game who's less than 50 percent partner in your golf game you're, you're the majority partner, the person that is most important to your improvement process, but the golf coach can be there to help complement your work ethic, can help point the ship the right direction, set strategy, encourage you to think creatively, kind of prioritize your improvement list, and help make sure you're on the right page. And that's how I see the role of a golf coach. It's not there to tell you what to do, it's there to help enable you and empower you to do what you hope to do. And a golf coach isn't necessary, by the way. I think it's like a nice thing to have for the people that can, that's something that they can do. Um, understandably, it's not financially viable for everyone, especially to work with a personal coach, but there's a lot of great programs. There's a lot of really great YouTube videos. There's a lot of great information on YouTube now and on the internet in general. It can be a little convoluted, but hey, you got to do your best, especially if you're balling on a budget. The thing, though, that we need to take away from this, when you're practicing, hit your shot. Observe what happened. Make a decision. How do you change the thing that happened last time? Did you hit a high? Did you hit a low? Did you hit a thin? Did you hit a fat? Make that course correction and then step up to the next shot and do your best to make that course correction. I want you being thoughtful, not thoughtless. Learning to learn and change things, you need to be conscious. Almost every golfer wants to not think. Well, to get to a spot of not thinking, you need to think your way to that spot. It sounds back asswards. It's really not. You need, anytime you're learning to get something to be subconscious, you need to be conscious. When you're learning math, two plus two is four, you don't just get to, that just doesn't happen without repetition, without homework. So to get to the point of being subconscious, you have to be conscious. So think your way to not thinking. Use your brain for good. Stay conscious. Stay in that thoughtful practice loop. 
gonna have to think of a good name for that. Maybe a good like branding to go with that because there's definitely a, a name for that. Just not coming to me right now. In fact, leave me a comment or send me an email if you know what the name for that is. Uh, that sounds good. So I can just be like, hey, do this thing that has this catchy name to it. Know that this rant comes from a place of caring. I genuinely care about the golf community, about the people I get to work with. I want to see you all make more progress faster. I don't want to see plateaus in your golf game, and I don't want those plateaus to last a long time. I want you to be plateaued by your time, not your effort or your thoughtfulness. Subscribe, leave this thing a review wherever you're watching it. Let me know what you thought of it in the comments. Yeah, this stuff is super important. I hope you implement it today, right now, as soon as you walk away from this podcast. Know that there's a better way to practice and you should be implementing something like this into your practice routine. I will catch you back here same time, same place next week.